I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The Vaccines. Hope on the horizon. On the horizon. In-depth coverage on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You've been hearing this ongoing series for some time now, Hope on the Horizon, sponsored by Cigna. And I'm very much looking forward to a conversation uh, I'm about to have here with Tom Hudako, Director of Communications for the Utah Department of Health, uh, really trying to get to uh, the bottom of what's next for the vaccine distribution plan here in the state of Utah. Uh, some of my questions re- revolve around the uh, the next levels of prioritization upcoming here in the state of Utah uh, and also with the relatively new uh, news that teachers, uh, school staff will be bumped up in terms of prioritization. How will all that work? And what will be the experience of those teachers receiving the, the vaccine? Joining me now, uh, Mr. Daco. Sir, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Tom? I'm doing all right. Uh, tell me, how are things going? Let's t- let's talk generally. How are things going in terms of the rollout of the vaccine here in the state of Utah thus far? Well, I think overall it's been really encouraging. Uh, there was obviously some news late last week that we were going to be reser- receiving fewer doses of the Pfizer vaccine than we had initially planned on. But uh, I-, I think the good news coming out of that is that it's not a, a production issue. It was more of a communication issue regarding. Uh, anticipated allocations versus actual allocations. But, you know, absent that that one minor hiccup there, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's gone very well. We've had some good news with with the Pfizer vaccine and the vials actually holding more doses than we had initially thought. So that could potentially increase the the availability of, of that vaccine by, by an overall 20 percent. Uh, over the weekend, obviously, we had the uh, FDA emergency use approval of their emergency use authorization, sorry, of the, of the Moderna vaccine. And we expect to receive about 47,000 doses of that, of that vaccine in the state this week. Uh, getting back to the, the being on the receiving end of fewer doses than expected, uh, I'm not looking to get into a finger pointing game, but do, do we, where does the blame fall for that? And I, and I bring it up only to, uh, to, to know and be comfortable that going forward, we may be uh, able to, to overcome whatever, whatever hiccup that was. Yeah, well, I think General Pernan and his remarks over the weekend essentially uh, fell on the sword for that uh, and indicated that, that really what had happened is, you know, we, we get estimates from the CDC a couple weeks in advance about the dosage allocation that we're going to be receiving from our state. And uh, the, the, the feeling from him was, was that that uh, estimate had been maybe miscommunicated as, as more solid than, than, it had, than it needed to be. So, uh, you know, lesson learned there, and sure. it's you know certainly disappointing not to be receiving as much vaccine as we had thought. But um, you know, we're definitely plowing plowing forward, and 
uh, are continuing to vaccinate thousands of people on on a daily basis here. Outstanding. Uh, Have we received yet the Moderna vaccines? Are those uh, in the bloodstreams of any Utahns yet? We have, yeah. Uh, In fact, uh, Mountain Star Health uh, put out some information earlier today that they started to vaccinate a lot of their hospital health care workers with the Moderna vaccine earlier this morning. Tom, I apologize. I need to uh, bring up uh, President-elect Joe Biden. He, uh, from Newark, Delaware, has just received uh, the first dose of his vaccine and is offering remarks now. I'll slip in there for a second. It's going to take time. In the meantime, I know I don't want to sound like a sour note here, but uh, I hope people listen to all the experts from the Dr. Fauci's on talking about the need to wear masks during this Christmas and New Year's holidays, wear masks, socially distance, and uh, and if you don't have to travel, don't travel. Don't travel. It's really important because we're still in the thick of this. It's one thing to have the vaccine show up at a hospital. There's another thing to get the vaccine from that vial into a needle, into an arm. And uh, there's uh, millions of people out there that are going to need this. Frontline workers first. But I just want to thank everyone <clears throat> for all that they've done. They're some real heroes. All right. There you have uh, President-elect Joe Biden speaking from Newark, Delaware, where he just moments ago uh, had his polo shirt sleeve rolled up, received the first half of his vaccination. Uh, Tom, let me ask you this. You're a communicator. You're in the health sphere. Is this an effective tactic being undertaken by some of these high-profile politicians, uh, making sure that the the country is able to see them receive the vaccination? We have heard from people like Senator Romney, uh, as well as John Curtis. We have also heard that uh, former presidents Uh, George W. Bush, Clinton and Obama all intend to have their vaccines administered publicly. Is that an effective tactic in helping the the remaining, uh, say, 40 percent or so Americans who are hesitant to to get the vaccine, seeing that, uh, you know, high profile elected leaders and individuals are getting it? I I do think it is. I do think it can be. Definitely. Uh, And I I think that's why you're seeing a lot of individuals uh, so publicly take the vaccine. Uh, It may not necessarily be effective with everybody. Uh, President-elect Biden or uh, Vice President Pence may not necessarily resonate with anybody, with everybody. Uh, You know, but certainly I think I think the vast majority of healthcare workers, whether they're doctors, nurses, uh, housekeeping staff receiving the vaccine in our hospitals, I, I think all of that. Uh, works to build confidence in the vaccine, but I don't think it's the only element of building confidence. I think we also need to acknowledge that, you know, there are people out there that do have legitimate concerns about the vaccine, and we want to make sure that, that those people have a go either find online through official channels or by talking to their healthcare provider so that they can get the the unbiased scientific information to help them make a good decision. Sure. Uh, We're speaking with Tom Hudako, Director of Communications for the Utah Department of Health, as part of our ongoing series, Hope on the Horizon, sponsored by uh, Cigna. Uh, Tom, let me ask you about uh, teachers. It's expected that teachers uh, will very soon be on the receiving end of a vaccine, and uh, very recently their position in terms of prioritization was bumped up. Uh, What will the administration look like for teachers? Is this going to happen in the schools, or are they going to get a card or something that qualifies them to report to a hospital? How's it going to work for them? 
Yeah, so we anticipate that, that we will start ordering vaccine for uh, teachers and school staff sometime in early to mid-January. And the local health departments throughout the state are the ones who will be responsible for administering those vaccines to those school employees. So uh, it depends a little bit on, on where you are in the state, but the local health departments have good relationships with the, the school districts and the charters and the private schools that are in their districts. Uh, some of the health departments have, have indicated that they will actually go out to each individual school in their district and do vaccination clinics. Uh, others have indicated that, that they'll pick maybe one or two of the, of the bigger schools in their district and, and have all, all teachers report to that particular school on a certain day. So it's, it's going to look a little different depending on where you are in the state, uh, but, but the framework is the same, and that framework is that uh, the doses that are, that are intended for teachers and school staff will be sent to the local health departments, and then those local health departments will work with the districts in their jurisdiction uh, to figure out the logistics and, and actually get the shots in the arms of those educators. Very good. Uh, last question I have for you, and again, we're speaking with Tom Hudako, Director of Communications for the Utah Department of Health, continuing our Hope on the Horizon series sponsored by Cigna. I have, over the weekend, saw on social media many of my friends who are uh, healthcare workers, frontline workers, uh, showing you know the their Band-Aid on the arm after having received uh, their vaccine. As they and others uh, start, uh, you know, becoming you know more more common, those receiving the vaccine. Will will those folks need to continue wearing masks and uh, and upholding the the safeguards we've put in place thus far? Yeah, that's that's an, a really important part of the vaccine program here is that you know the, the the vaccine is is probably the best piece of news that we've had since March, but it doesn't change everything overnight. And so you know the same preventive steps that we've been taking as as a community from all the way back in March April are going to continue to be really important moving forward. So everybody, whether you've been vaccinated or not, it's going to be important to still, you know, practice physical distancing, wear the mask, stay at home when you're sick. All those types of behaviors are still going to be critically important as we move forward until we can get enough of the population vaccinated that we that we start to work towards that herd immunity goal. Well, I can't wait to get to that day. Tom, thank you so much for, for your insight and your information here. Thanks again. This has been another installment of our Hope on the Horizon series sponsored by Cigna. Cigna wishes everyone a safe, happy holiday. Visit Cigna.com for tips on thriving during the holidays. Quick break and back with more here on Live Mike. I'm Leon Sperry and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.